teens have a special. Thank y'all for singing and you sharing your talents for the honor and glory of the Lord. 
And uh, Miss Joanne, I've got a, I don't think they're here tonight, but I've got a Jason Gatlin. I got a letter for him. <laughs> That's left over from church camp. And uh, all right, go ahead and open your Bibles tonight to the book of Acts, chapter 8. Acts, chapter 8. And can. Continuing the story of a continuing journey. Uh, we didn't, uh, Chris texted me, said that uh, he really struggled last Sunday night and uh, appreciate He said he got some encouraging words even though he struggled and uh, talked about his daughters, of course, uh, under the weather and, and then he lost his notes and all the above and so... He said, there was this, some fellow was following me out in the alleyway out here named Woods, and he was uh, trying to encourage me. And, uh, of course, that was Neil, was giving him some encouraging words. And uh, I told him, I, he said, you'll probably never have me back again. I said, well, Chris, and uh, he, he, uh, he felt so bad. I said, it'll, it'll be okay. They've... Uh, I said, they, they've put up with me for 10 years. I said, they're a very forgiving bunch. And uh, so I tried to encourage him. It's, anybody can make a mistake, for, forget your notes, and especially whenever you're distracted and have a young kid sick or something like that. So uh, lift him up in prayer. Also, uh, appreciate those who were... Uh, that were that were encouraging him. He he was uh, feeling down in the dumps. Acts chapter eight, beginning with verse twenty-six. Let me get on the right page. This is what I've called on this particular chapter as we kind of make our way through here is uh, the courage of a soul winner. The courage of a soul winner. The Bible says here, and we're just going to take a look at the couple, first couple of verses. The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem to Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet and uh, what I want to talk about on this first part is uh, that what God did was he opened the door God opened this door and this opportunity here and you know just in my opening remarks and just thinking about this as I think about soul winning and you say well if I had an opportunity like that if I had it but first of all before the opportunity comes up to share your faith before the opportunity comes up to for for you to tell somebody about Jesus I believe this with all my heart one time uh, I told uh, uh, brother Don McCormick said I haven't been asked to man I'm, I'm just discouraged I haven't nobody's asked me to preach in a while I was a student at seminary and uh, he said, Michael, if you will, he said, have you got your sermon ready? He said, well, I was waiting for the invitation. He said this, he said, prepare the sermon and God will give you a place to preach it. I said, 
hmm, well, that's forward thinking, especially, you know, as young as I was then. I said, basically, you're saying, so this is, this is it, and this matches God's Word. First off, you've got to be willing to share your faith. Then you've got to get excited about sharing your faith. So be willing, get excited. Say, okay, God. Now, we won't say, boy, if I had that kind of opportunity, if that, if I had that kind of door open up, I would be willing and excited. You got to be willing and excited. And excited obviously can be measured. Uh, some people are more excited than others. But, and all it means is how you're wired. God wired everybody differently. And somebody will jump up and shout about the score and a touchdown, and somebody may just, yeah, you know. And uh, somebody may get excited. I know there's nobody in this room that, like, hollers at referees or umpires. There's nobody in this room that does that. And, uh, I mean, I know you all just sit there during the ball game, and you don't say a word about anything. See, everybody's wired differently. Did you know that's no different? There is no difference between how somebody's wired at a ball game and how somebody's wired to share their faith. Some people share their faith quietly. Some people share their faith with a lot of zeal and a lot of volume, maybe, and they get real excited about it. And so, but the thing is, again, you have to be ready. And you have to be, have it written. I, I, I want to tell somebody. I want to tell some. And tell the Lord you want to tell somebody. And so that's what happened. Philip was willing. Now remember, Philip was not one of the uh, 12 apostles. He wasn't, uh, you know, Matthew and James and John and Peter. He wasn't one of those 12. He was one of those seven men selected by the church at Jerusalem back in Acts chapter 6. And so he was just a church member who was willing to go the extra mile. Uh, <clears throat> the Verse 26 tells me this. Verse 26 says, God set this up. The angel of the Lord spake to Philip. And what it is, is it, it's that same voice. You, you've heard the angel of the Lord. And I'm hearing pop out. That. I have to give him the mic. Got a bad connection on the headphone. And uh, I've had this, that same voice talk to me, having sitting at a. Uh, most people when they go into a doctor's office, and so many of y'all use Tim Simon, and I use Tim Simon, and when he's busy, I've used Michael Fakuri a couple of times. Go up there, and I'm going to pick a, uh, because everybody's sick, Brother Ed, I'm going to pick, I ain't going to sit beside you. I'm going to sit away from you. <laughs> but a lot of times you can't. You're going to have to sit beside somebody. And I'll sit there, and have you ever sat beside somebody and never said a word? You've been sitting there for 30 minutes beside somebody and never said a word. Never said a word to them. Maybe you said, well, they probably don't want to be interrupted. They... I have before said something to them and then wish I hadn't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, because you can't get them to hush then. I mean, they're just like, I just wanted to. And so, but then here's the key. If you ever sit beside somebody and they just start into something, all you got to do is start telling them about Jesus. <laughs> and they'll either listen to you or they'll move. 
And uh, so, and say, well, hey, listen, I'm a mechanic and I've been a mechanic 43 years. Let me tell you about somebody who can turn the wrench in your life, okay? And uh, just turn the conversation and get after it, okay? Put a spin, do something. But uh, tell them about Jesus. But I've been guilty in that still small voice. You know what it is? When the Spirit said unto Philip, go down there yonder to Gaza, it's the same voice when you got up to see Tim Simon and it said, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you say anything? And you sat there 40 minutes, you know, and you know how long you sit, especially in Tim Simon's office, and uh, have mercy. And uh, go there for the 2 o'clock appointment, you leaving at 6 p.m. And uh, have mercy. But so God opens the door. Oh, by the way, God also may open the door, according to verse 27, somebody that, i tell you what, I may witness to them, but I don't know about if they're welcome at my church. Because they look different than me. They're from a different part of town. They may be a different nationality. They may be a different culture. They may be a different... You see what I mean? Verse 27. But guess who Guess who set that witness and opportunity up? Well, God did. God did. So it doesn't matter. If God opens the door, we need to go through it. Well, look at verse 29. Uh, verse 26, 27, 28. Uh, it's all about God setting it all up. He's reading Isaiah the prophet. Let's take off with it. Verse uh, 29. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Get on over there beside him. Notice it says, Go near. Join thyself to this chariot. And verse 30 says, And Philip ran thither. He must have been young. Ran thither to him and heard him read Isaiah the prophet. Or Isaiah, and said, Understand thou what thou readest. And verse, <clears throat> let's just stop there. And uh, this, uh, that little part there where the Spirit in verse 29 said, Go near. That little part there is where we fail. Because uh, the doctor's office is easy. If you won't say in. Kind of like uh, somebody said this morning, they say, well, I may just say, man, the Lord's given us a good day today. Just brag on Jesus. Just brag on the Lord. You don't even have to share your faith. Just speak up for the Lord. Uh, but a lot of times, if it ta- there's a book, and I think we have it in our church library. I can't remember, Miss Joanne. And uh, the title, it's a soul winning book by Bill Hybels. And the name of the book is this, which is the same thing as Go Near, so it's scriptural. The name of the book is Just Walk Across the Room. Just Walk Across the Room. That's the extra. That's where a lot of us fail. It's kind of like if I'm sitting beside Brother Bobby on an airplane for eight hours and we're headed and I don't know him. Well, we're going to eventually probably talk or just going to be, we're just not going to speak and that's just rude. Okay. Now, some people don't want to be spoken to. Guess what? If you speak to them and they don't want to be spoken to, you're off the hook. You're off the But a lot of us don't even try. A lot of us don't go near. That's what the Scripture says right there. A lot of us don't just walk across the room, especially if I see them with a, 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 a book in their hand, a, a Bible, a something. Uh, they're reading something. Just find out about what they are. If they've got some interesting shirt on, comment about them. Uh, struck up a, this week, struck up an interesting conversation in an elevator. All I did was look down. This person had on a 
awesome set of shoes. I said, those are some cool shoes. Boom, a conversation started. It turned out that they were from a foreign country. I said, and uh, I talked about how they got there. I talked about this. I talked about that. And uh, then at the end, I said, listen, can I pray for you before I go? I stepped out. It wasn't even my floor. We were on the 25th floor. We were way up there. I got out on the 18th floor. I said, can I pray for you before you go? I said, said well, I'm, they, were, they had already told me they were headed to a meeting. And I said, well, let me pray for you. And just said a quick prayer. Didn't even have, I said, Lord, bless them on their journey. Protect them. Guide them. And if uh, you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I pray that you had come to know him as Savior. I just nonchalantly put all that in there. And just try to leave, and I want to leave it to the Holy Spirit to do that. And so it's up to you. Just say something. Say anything. All right? So, and look at verse uh, 30. Verse 30 is asking a question. Notice he said in verse 30, Understandest thou what thou readest? Sometimes the Word of God can already be present. And we've talked about this before in witnessing don't try to win anybody to Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Don't try to win anybody. Just be the person that plants, sows, waters. But you may be there for the reaping process. All right, let's take off verse 31. Okay, and this is what I call the Word of God convicting. Verse 31, he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. Of course, this is all in reference to Jesus. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer. So opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee. And they're, so they're sitting there. The Bible says, because uh, he joined them in the chariot. And notice it says at the end, verse 31, they're sitting on the edge of the chariot. Okay, or whatever part of it. And, and then notice this. Is this speaking about Jesus or some other man? I read that verse with conviction because I've had doors of opportunity open to me and I've never said his name, never mentioned Jesus. There's been time and time that God has given me an opportunity and I failed, I failed Jesus, I failed my Savior and, uh, or I didn't follow through. And I would say a, say a prayer, but I wouldn't mention salvation. I'd say something, but I wouldn't really tell about how I got saved. I would fall short. And I see that there, and right there is where I've stopped. When that fellow asked the question, is this talking about the prophet or some other man? But we know what Philip, Philip didn't fall short. The Bible says in this very next verse, he said he's opened his mouth and he preached Jesus unto him. All right, opened, verse 35, opened his mouth and he preached Jesus. That's really awesome. He took the scriptures from the Old Testament to the present day. Some point in time, at some point in time, they, uh, I was, I never thought about it, uh, 
you know, it says they went on their way. In other words, they went to moving. I was watching the other day the that AD Bible series. If you, any of you record that, and of course, they, and I watched that particular show, and it had the chariot broke down, the wheel had fell off. Okay, I guess they forgot to grease the bearing or something. And but there they are. The Bible does have it right there, and the show had that right. They were sitting when they first started. They got on their way later. And they got on their way, and they apparently somewhere along the way this fellow got saved because he gets saved here. And uh, <clears throat> if you have a different version of the Bible other than a King James or a New King James, you will not have verse 37 in your Bible, or it will be highlighted, bracketed in italics, because that whole verse is not in their Greek text. And I say that they're meaning the text underlying all modern versions are missing a lot of scriptures. And so you need to be aware. Most of them will put it in there in like a bracket or something. The King James and the New King James are based upon the better manuscripts. And that is, uh, it's called the Received Text, but that's another message, another sermon. By the way, verse 37 is, as far as I know, the only place in the entire Bible that gives that is the prerequisite before I can baptize somebody. What is the prerequisite? What's required before I can baptize somebody? It's the only verse. And what does it say? I need to be baptized in verse 36. What? Why can I be baptized? And that's kind of where there's two places that we talk about a vote for baptism, and uh, this one here is asking for can I? Is it okay? Is it approved? And then in Acts chapter 10, uh, where Peter asked the house of Cornelius, can any man forbid water that these should not be, and I'm paraphrasing, can't remember it word for word, can any man forbid water? And it's asking for, is anybody opposed? So you vote before baptism. Now, Philip had already given, been given authority by the church at Jerusalem. And here's the prerequisite. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He commanded the chariot uh, to stand still. And they both went down into the water, and Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Now, this is what I call uh, the effect of baptism and the effect of being saved and the effect of following the Lord. And that is when you get saved, when you come to know the Lord. And this is also the effect of you doing our part. Just word of mouth, telling others about Jesus. Guess what will happen? Rejoicing happens when you tell people about Jesus. Lives are changed when you tell people about Jesus, hearts are, are mended and changed whenever you say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And it's a great question to ask as we get ready for an invitation. What does the Lord want you to do with him? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we see this awesome example of a courageous soul winner and that we would want to share our faith and that we would be excited to share our faith 
Father, help us to be courageous soul winners. The next time we are uh, at Jade's and standing in line and and uh, we're around someone we don't know, just to not really set out to win them to you because that's your job, just to be courageous enough to say something, to invite them to church, to tell them that we love the Lord, we love you very much, want to live for you. Help us to not be ashamed, as Robin said, to not be shy. Help us to be that courageous soul winner. In Jesus' name, amen.